Father, may we always pursue you with all of our hearts, God, all of our mind, all our strength, all our soul. God, I just I just thank you, Lord, for being worthy, just being worthy of that pursuit, God. What else is there? There is nothing else. I just praise you, God. Praise you. We worship you, Lord. It is no small thing to declare that we will pursue you. Not just your presence because it is so glorious and feels so wonderful, but because of who you are. Because you are worthy of our praise, of our honor, of our love. Which is the response to your love. Because we can only love you because you first loved us. So God, we just worship you and praise you. I am just so in awe of you, God. I love you, God. I thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for your grace, your faithfulness. Emmanuel, thank you. You never leave us. Never forsake us. You are always, always pursuing us so that we can pursue you, God. Thank you that you won't relent, as another song says, until you have it all. I'm just so, so grateful. We just lift up the name of Jesus this morning. Amen. It's been burning in my heart since Wednesday to share this testimony with you. Um, And we will not be done worshiping, but um, I felt like the Lord, I know the Lord wants me to share what he took me through this week. And um, it was very, very intense, so I'm going to give you a little bit of the backdrop of it. Uh, One of the things that's interesting in Greg's and my almost 35 years now of marriage is that we have often, it's an older reference, so not everyone, younger people, would understand this reference, but we've always called ourselves Green Acres. He likes the outdoors, the mountains, the scenic, and I like the city. (laughs) And, um, And the city that I love is, of course, being completely decimated and destroyed, sadly, uh, Manhattan and New York, and, um, and so it's, it's not quite the place to go to as that it used to be. But for years now, Greg has been after me and then even us as a family to go to Colorado, which is where we were this week. And, uh, and I have, um, and I really will be transparent um, because oftentimes you don't even recognize what you're, what's happening until the Lord shows you. But I was just resisting and resisting, you know, um, travel is also not my thing. Isn't it, isn't it interesting what you have to do, lay, lay your life down into a life that, um, that God has to show you that you want. You don't first ask God to bless what you want. You say yes to him, and then he will put in your heart the true desires of your heart. But So he... Uh, Pushed and pushed, and it got to the point, I mean, we would begin to have a family conversation, and I'd just be like, and this is really not my personality. Anybody that really knows me, I'm like, let's sit down, let's talk this through. But he'd bring up this subject about going away in Colorado, let's talk about this, we want to plan this, and I would just be like, yeah, I just, it's just not, it's just not going to work, and my list would come out and everything. And then I'd just leave the conversation. And, And then we'd have another Nigeria trip, and we'd have plenty of other things that would get in the way. 
Well, then it got to be where I'm not waiting. Something was burning within him. We're just not going to avoid this. We're going. And then irritatingly, my two girls were so on board with him that uh, I was losing this fight in a huge way. So, um, so the plan became definite, much to my resistance, but yet the Lord was still saying, be quiet, you know, trust me, just, you know. And so I would say my piece, but I wouldn't fight as openly. It was just more, you know, I'm, I'm sure that will be fine. And I just, I kind of kept being like pacifying, kind of hoping that our busy schedule would overcome him and he would lose that or that the schedule would just get interrupted divinely lord help me you know and so anyway so we went uh we we planned it and um and i was exhausted because of just warfare and and even physically exhausted coming off of lydia's and we left early early in the morning monday and so i just stayed quiet even though i could feel a resistance within me and oftentimes the way the lord works on me is when a when a fight of turmoil within me becomes very very intense i begin to recognize there's something significant and divine taking place but in this case i just couldn't see it for quite a while because in my mind it kept being about why my opinion i mean it's a vacation so why why isn't my opinion matter like i just felt you know all these thoughts and these things that come at you and the first time you entertain these thoughts you really your your humanity your your carnal flesh thinks it's very logical and and if you're not careful you begin to entertain thoughts that not only will derail a small situation but can ultimately derail your life which is why I'm so passionate about what the word of God says about casting down thoughts and imaginations that come against the knowledge of God because my thoughts started to build in a very very negative you know i kept thinking fine i'm here i'll get through this i'm irritated it's only four days five days we'll we'll just push through and i'll just stay quiet and i want to make sure my girls are happy and you know they're they're into this they're enjoying this and there's nothing i can do about that unfortunately and but then this building resistance came so we got there and the the first hotel that we went into was just was awful uh the oppression was bad it was dated it was dark it was just it was there were just issues and and so i thought okay i'm going to just grin and bear it well thankfully in that particular case i wasn't the only one they were also recognizing hey this is something wrong with this hotel this is not good and so and we were all weirdly i won't even say all really avon wasn't but brook and greg and i Um I had been to Vale, I had been to Colorado, but I had not I mean the altitude change hit me like a wave of just massive oppression and I mean it was like short of breath, migraines, could not balance my mineral magnesium potassium thing and dehydration thing. It was just ridiculous. So on top of holding and resisting and the stuff going on internally all of a sudden I'm getting these massive migraines and could not shake it no matter what I did it was just ridiculous so we we get through that first night and I'm just holding it and I started I was up m- multiple times in the night just 
Lord, you know, just fighting things out with him and just think, what's, what's wrong with my marriage? <laughs> Why does Greg disrespect me so much that he would want me to come here? He's not listening to my opinion. He's not, you know, like, why, why? Aren't you talking to him? Like, how come he's doing this to me? You know, and it was, it's so, it's so interesting. The therapy session I had with, with Jesus this week, and I'm telling you, I have seen him. He, it's like he was just sitting in a chair. If you've ever been there or seen it depicted, a therapy session where the person is just talking or, or, or even pacing and they're going back and forth and the therapist is just sitting there calmly and just listening and, okay, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to listen and, and then he would gently say, well, you know, that's, that's not, you know, that's not me. You know, that's, that's your flesh, and that's kind of being self-involved, and just gentle little things. And uh, so we did actually leave that first hotel. We went to a different one, took us all day to get in. It was wonderful. We, we got into a better one. Still had the migraine, still was up. And as we had to pass through certain sections, there is something in the theme of this testimony that the Lord wanted me to share, and I'm telling you, this is not just, please don't listen to me this morning, whether here or online, through the lens of hearing my story. Because I'm telling you, I would never be indulgent to tell you stories about a vacation if it wasn't the Lord was directing for you to hear something in it. I don't, this is, I don't know who, who it is for, but I'm telling you, somebody needs to hear this. This is why God wanted me to share it. And it has to do with facing your fears. Fear and pain are the two most, fear, number one, is one of the most powerful forces of the enemy to stop, hinder, derail, or cause to shrink back a believer from what God wants. And ironically, ironically, from when I was a child in the Baptist church, when we had to come up with our theme life verse. Life verses were a big thing, and, and I believe in that. I think it's a wonderful thing. I picked 2 Timothy 1.7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's King James. And not every fear is as recognizable as the one that I was facing. In fact, my, the, the recognizable fear, or I, I didn't even, it's weird, I would never have even identified it as a fear. It was just something I don't prefer, and that is heights, being up high, cliffs, you know, jumping out of airplanes, high, high roller coasters where you just, you go up and you drop. Not my thing. And most people can go through life just not doing that, just, you know, just making decisions as an adult, navigating their life away from the things they don't prefer. And they never identify it as a fear because they are never faced with it. And so I, um, my first argument was, Lord, this is about Greg getting his way and forcing the family, me, to do something I don't want to do. Why is this happening when it's supposed to be a quote-unquote vacation? Are you supposed to enjoy it? Aren't you supposed to want to go? You know, I'm just like going through this. I'm just doing this. Okay, I'm sorry. I should do it because I should be a good wife. I should be a good mother. All this stuff is like going through my mind. So then why am I so miserable? I just don't like it. And we went over a couple of things, and the mountains were so overwhelming. And remember, if heights are what you love, you've got to put something else, as you're hearing this this morning, in that place. 
because what what becomes a fear for somebody else may be an exhilarating joy for someone else, right? If you love to swim and somebody's fear is, is water, you can't really imagine it. So it's not about that fear. And I don't know why I have any issues with this. I don't. I don't, I don't remember any trauma with heights growing up. But for whatever reason, the enemy used it and in a such a massive way in this trip. So I was resisting. And one of the first things in my... My therapy session in the spirit was the Lord just finally I was we were in the better hotel, but I was up early and I just kept thinking, Lord, I cannot. I I thought I could just white knuckle this thing and just get through it and just keep my mouth shut. But I, I can't make it. I can't deal with this turmoil. I mean, it was the thoughts were getting so negative and so intense. And even though I was casting it down and I was battling all these things and the Lord said, identify what this is this is fear and you are being bullied right now this is a bullying tactic and at first i thought what it's this is not a fear this is just something i don't want to do and call it willfulness call it something else call it a difference of opinion and that i'm being disrespected in my opinion that's what i wanted to call it and the lord said no this is a fear so so first, I just thought, okay, I cannot. So I, I asked forgiveness to give agreement to the fear and cast that fear away. And then the Lord said, okay, that's good. There's a whole lot more to it than that. And so as I'm going back and forth, recognizing, okay, okay, yeah, this is, this is not good. This is not good. There is, um, on the way to, I had made a decision, and Greg never pressured me. He just said, you know, we can go through the tunnel to get across to Breckenridge from Denver or we can go over Loveland Pass, which is at the top of mountain into crazy town. Who goes there? I don't, I don't know. People that are sick go up that high. So anyway, and so naturally my decision was, well, the tunnel, there's no, not even a debate here, the tunnel. He said, well, I really want to take it on over the pass. So, okay, we'll schedule that in, and Brooke and I can shop. And Brooke was fine either way, you know, whatever you want to do. So we went through the tunnel on the way in, but then as I'm going through all this and God had me identify that this is fear, just the fear of just, and some fear is so irrational. That's why it's the acronym of false evidence appearing real. You know, there aren't, it's, it's just so amazing how powerful something so irrational can be when you are getting hit with this turmoil. So after he had me identify the fear and I cast it and I just said, okay, so in principle, in theory and in the spirit, I am victorious. And so I'm, I'm going back and forth and I, you know, I'm, I'm just walking through this whole thing with the Lord. And then he, and he's just sitting there and he kind of just calmly said, now, you know, you're going to have to go over that pass. I, what? And he said, well, you know, you can't just declare that the spirit of fear is gone and then not walk it out because faith without works is dead and I'm growing and building your faith. And so I just started weeping. You can't be serious. Lord. I mean, I really, it was crazy. I was losing it. I just said, Lord, you can't be serious. This is not good. So I just was weeping and weeping and the Lord said, you'll be fine. And he started to share with me a couple of things that were very interesting in this bullying tactic. First of all, deep things are revealed in the walking out, not just in our encounters. You can have an encounter 
that's glorious. If you don't walk out that revelation, it will die right at the end of the encounter. And so what the Lord wanted was a a transformative encounter that became something that I could walk through, not just something I could get up and go, oh, wow, I had this awesome time, you know, on my knees in my little safe space in air conditioning, looking at the skyline, looking at the mountain, the mountain view out our, our hotel was beautiful. And he's like, no, 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 you've got to walk it out. I'm showing you something really deep. Then he showed me, do you know why you're getting bullied so bad? Because that is your mandate to subdue the earth. Those mountains are not Satan's. They're mine. And in Christ Jesus, you are a joint heir, and so they are yours to subdue. And I suddenly just had a flip in the revelation, and I just thought, no wonder he's coming against me so hard. I'm here to take ground. I couldn't even think about taking ground I don't want to go near because it was scaring the snot out of me. And it was overwhelming and it was vast and I could hardly take a deep breath. One who has been cardiovascularly quite strong with a long fitness history. And here I am having a hard time breathing. Every time I would go upstairs, I just thought, what in the world is happening to me? It only increased the migraine. I mean, everything's coming against my body, coming against my mind. That's when I started thinking, there's something more going on here. This isn't just about getting through it so I can say that I had a nice little nice time, nice vacation. There's something going on here. And so when the Lord started showing me these things, he's like, this is why I brought you here. And then he said something really significant that just took all the pressure off. And I can't tell you, I got to tell you how powerful this is. And I, I want you to receive it because some people get to go on vacations. Other people don't for whatever reason. He said to me, vacation is in my presence. You want to go on vacation, go into my presence. doesn't matter where you are. Not everybody's, you know, how the world always says, you know, their bucket list is Disneyland, can you imagine? You know, or whatever. But, you know, we we often have these expectations where I haven't lived if I haven't done this or haven't done that. And all these people that, oh, and you you get jealous of these people that get to go and do these things. And he's like, look, vacation, I'll let you get away. I'll take you here. I'll take you there. Whatever I choose to do. But if you want a vacation, enter into my presence. And I thought, whew, okay. Because every time I go to Nigeria, it doesn't matter if it's a ministry or not, I've had some wonderful times that have felt like a vacation. And so I'm in this entire encounter. And he said, the enemy has tried to intimidate you through every fear imaginable. And these are the thoughts that came, not just with the heights, but he said, through the heights of these mountains, Every fear imaginable is trying to overtake you right now. But I am supreme. And when my son Jesus was tempted to jump off in Luke chapter 4 by Satan, look at all the lands and be worshipped. Oh, you can have all of this if you'll just worship me. And of course, what did Jesus say? You should worship the Lord your God. That's not yours, and I'm coming to pay for the reversal so that it belongs to God's people. And so I just, I thought, wow. So I started looking at those mountains, and I I looked at them so completely differently. And so I I just said, Lord, okay, I'm, I know, I know, I got to go over the pass. I have to go over the pass. And I 
I sat with him for a while, and, and he brought the verse, my life verse, back to me, and, and it's, you know, power, love, and of a sound mind. He said, you know what? Satan has attacked the power that I offer, and he's given you weakness. He's attacked the love that I've given you, and he's hit it with anger, irritation, even hate. I hated being there when I was in that turmoil. I just thought, why? Why? This is not vacation to me. You know, like, where are all the buildings and the smoke and the, because <laughs> I love the city, all the stuff. You know, it's like, this isn't my world. There's just too much, like, air and mountains and stuff. And that's just, I'm, I'm an indoor girl. Please, Lord. You know, all this crazy stuff. And then the sound mind that he gives. I was hit with this turmoil. I mean, there's nothing like turmoil. doesn't matter what environment you're in in this realm. If you have turmoil in the spirit and you're fighting a battle in the spirit, it is agony. And he's like, that is being hit because of the spirit of fear. The very three things. God doesn't give the spirit of fear. He gives power, love, soundness of mind, no timidity at all. And so he just flipped that those attacks on its head and reminded me of what he gives when we take authority over that. So we, the next day, and so again, I had, I had a wonderful day. I, I came out of that encounter and I felt good and, and I put, posted for you all to pray for me for the headache. That went away. It was a beautiful day. It was, so I told Greg and I, you know, the first, first, my first stepping is I said, I just need you to know I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go over the pass and I don't want to talk about it. And he said, okay. So, um, and he was, he was so kind about it. And I, you know, here I am telling the Lord, talk to him. Come on. Like making it always be about him. Because it's just easier, right, than to deal with your own stuff. And uh, so the next day when we went, um, it's interesting what the Lord showed me. He gave me a day of feeling energetic and strong and good. And then the day came the next morning that we were going to pack up and leave and we were going to go over the pass to go back to the airport. I didn't feel so good. And it was just like the enemy in an encounter. And after you make the decision that you feel so good about, you feel good until the moment you have to actually step and walk in it. And I felt as crummy as I did the day before. And that was another moment of truth. And I'm telling you, when the Lord tells you what to do, it's easy when you're on your knees. Not so easy when you have to now do what you committed to him you're going to do. So I just kept thinking, I'll be fine, Lord. Balance, balance my body. You know, I, I prayed through it. I declared. And he did give me some wonderful words. And he told me to tell Greg, I, ha- I have a declaration for Greg to make on the top of that mountain. And um, because I was also making some declarations and things like that. And Greg had already he said, yeah, the Lord told me that, that I did. He said, as soon as you told me you were going to go over the pass, I knew the Lord was going to give me a declaration. So that was total confirmation. I'd never heard God's voice clearer than on this trip. It was so clear. It was like literally having a talk with, with a therapist. It was just so amazing. So we go, and as we begin to go, the Lord gave me um, that morning... He gave me all these verses, and if you could just hand me my cell phone real quick, Greg. He gave me, and I'm not going to read, read all of them, but I, there's one other thing I just wanted to, show, to look in here. He gave me all these verses about mountains and how that, um, you know, how beautiful are the feet of them that give good news on the mountains. It was just so many. But I wanted to give you the definition of subdue 
because this was um, this was just profound, and it is what we are to do. Um, First of all, one of the most powerful verses that he did give is the earth is the Lord's, Psalm 24, 1 and 2. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. The tactic of the enemy was to basically say, you don't even belong here. I mean, this is mine. You're in my world. Because it's also, there, like when we went into the Breckenridge area, you could feel the wokeness. Um, he had, Greg had a bit of an altercation with the manager in that first hotel, just kind of asking for their, I mean, it just got crazy. I mean, just the oppression in that place, and it was like, it was weird. And it was like the enemy was just going, get out of here, get out of here. And the Lord wanted to show, don't ever let him you are here to take the ground from them this does not belong kind of like greg's testimony when he was in switzerland why are all these people why are all the globalists the ones that that get to enjoy what i have created that is not the way it's supposed to be so get up rise up don't be afraid and take it back it is yours it has been paid for and it just took everything and turned it and i thought what a colossal waste of time to be in fear. And yet how many times we are crippled by it. And I, um, I noticed that the other tactic to cause the fear was pain. Because, again, I didn't feel good that morning. And that was an opportunity to kind of, you know, okay, Lord, you know, and guess what? The Lord would honor your choice every time. He will honor your choice. But is it what he truly wants? And so much, so many believers, and this is what he showed me. He said, the reason I'm going to have you share this testimony is because so many of my people ride on the fact that I allow things. I allow things, but it isn't my perfect. They, all, they live in my permissible because I am a loving God. But if they would just seek my face and do what I'm telling them to do, no matter what the obstacles They would go to heights they've never seen, and no pun intended there, because I'm talking about heights in the spirit. And and I was just like, wow. I, I was just, I was completely awed by it. The definition of subdue, to place in order, to place under an orderly fashion, to place your foot on the neck of your conquered enemy, And bring them under complete control in a subservient position. So it was like, you know, you're here to subdue. Don't don't let him overwhelm you with some false, fake fear of heights. And that's pretty real, by the way, when you're afraid of heights. And, man, take whatever it is, whatever fear you you deal with. I was content in my resistance— I didn't recognize, and this is really important because the body of Christ is designed to be in one another's lives. The Lord was like, I have put people in your life, i.e. your husband, your daughters, other people. I've put them in your life, and the reason why there's a resistance is because I'm putting something on their heart that you won't let me put on your heart because you don't want to do it. And so I'm putting it on their heart so that you will do something and face something for your good and my glory because of what you'll overcome. 
And I was like, what a revelation. I don't really like that, but what a revelation. My flesh was just battling and battling, and I didn't want to battle it. Trust me, I really, I really didn't want to battle it. So we go, and we did have to go over a small section of the mountain um, the day before. We, we'd gone horseback riding, and that was interesting, too. And, I, and the Lord gave me a, just a taste of, of actual joy. I couldn't believe it when we were on the horses. I just had joy. I, I loved horseback riding as, as a young person, but I think with just pressures and just weird. It's weird. Like you said, fear is not rational. But it was, it was a really delightful, even though I had a migraine. And so when we, we were on that, Greg said, oh, the roads, the roads when we go on the pass, they're much wider, and, you know, they, you know, they have guardrails. Okay, so we get on this road to go on the pass. I said, I thought they were wider. And I don't see any guardrails. <laughs> like none. Okay, you're, you're just right there, and it's boom, straight down, miles and miles, and no guardrail. And so I just, okay, I stayed calm, and I, you know, and I said it gently because I thought I'm certainly not going to complain after, after my therapy session with Jesus, I thought I'm not going to complain. I just said, well, honey, um, there's guardrails. He goes, oh, yeah, I, I, I thought there were. Mm. So I heard the Lord say, I heard the Lord say, I am your guardrail. I am your guardrail. And so I just took a deep breath, and I said, okay, that's fine. So... So we went up and, uh, yeah, no, not really. But so we went up, we get to the top, and I have to tell you, there, you know, my, my, I, I read all these scriptures that are about the mountains. We prayed, and I, I made the declaration, and I declared what the Lord had said, that this is not, this is not his, it's not Satan's. So we get up to the top, and, and that's where I see finally, and it's just the weirdest feeling because some, some of the ways that the, the road curves around the mountain, you just you feel like you're on a road, not only on a cliff, but a road that when you can't see around the bend, going to nowhere, like a cliff and going to nowhere, the combinations that are not settling. So it was all just complete trust, complete trust. And, you know, the human, logical, I'm an adult, I can make my own decision side of me was like, why am I doing this? Why wouldn't I just choose to not do this? I already have grown in my faith. God's grown my faith leaps and bounds. But I'm telling you what, wherever you are, there is still yet something to face and there is still more stretching to be had. Most of us just don't even let God take us into these encounters. I am thankful that he forced it because of where I, what I have accepted of the mantle. By the way, don't forget the words, and I'm going to read this real quick. What did Jesus say to our church last week? He literally said, Today is the day. Not only will I bring your enemies to your feet, he said it last Sunday, but today is the day that I present each and every one of you with a mantle. It's your decision whether you choose to accept. Man, was that going through my mind. But if you do, my power will flow through you just like it did with Elijah and like it did with Elisha. It is time for you to take ground everywhere you go. This is what he said before I encountered all this. Your steps will shake the earth beneath you. Darkness will have to flee. Your whisper will move mountains. Again, the choice is yours. I had a choice. Nope, not my thing. Let's do the tunnel. We'll be fine. Let's just not talk about it. 
That was my choice, but I knew. And everybody would have been cool about it. Brooke and Yvonne, they all would have accepted it. Greg would have gone over the past separately. And that's the deception, because that was not what the Lord wanted. That was not what the Lord wanted. Just straight up. It's really hard to admit these things sometimes. If you choose, you are my bride. If you choose, I will work through you in ways you could never imagine. But it is, in all caps, your choice. I cannot make it for you. Today, this new year, we get to celebrate. It may look like the world is getting worse. It may look like chaos is continuing to rise. But my plan is still to prosper each and every one of you. Your voice will be louder. My voice will be louder than all the chaos. The enemy thinks he's won, but he's forgotten that I am still on the throne. His power is no match. So choose you this day whom you will serve. So that word came back to me. I read it for your benefit because that, those words just were coming back to me through this battle. So we, we get to the top of the mountain and they, they got out. And I remember you could feel, I could feel as we were driving to the top. The, the air constriction getting worse and worse and worse. We were above 13,000 feet. Um, 12? It says 13 on the thing. So, oh, sorry. You're, you're exactly right. So sorry. I, I was reading another thing. Yes, 12,000 feet. Still high, okay? Don't add any more thousands, right? So... <laughs> So we got out, and I forgive me for anybody that's still got a little religion in them, but I, I just, when we got out of the car, you know, Greg got out, and the girls got out, and, you know, they were excited, and I got out, still just trying to catch my breath, and I st- stepped out of that car, and I said, Satan, you can go straight to hell, which is where you belong. I, I just knew I needed to make that declaration because I could start. I started to feel like this quivering against my body, being able to move to step out of the car, you know. And so once I made that declaration, there was like movement. Like I, I got out, you know, with the girls, and I walked. Well, we there's a place to park on the cliff, and um, and so I'll have you put on the screen. One of the first things I did is go to this sign, and I stood up on the sign, and. I just thought, that's what I'm going to do first. And Greg took a picture of me, and I just thought, I'm, I'm going to do it. And my fists are pathetic because I was still quivering a little bit. But this direction from that photo was another big mound that led up to a, a peak. And it was like 12, 14 steps that they built into the rock. And I just, I just walked up the steps all the way to the top of that thing. When I got to that, and it was not very wide, that's when I just started just weeping and weeping with the Lord. I just knew there was victory. I said, Lord, this is what happens when we step, when we don't want to. No part of me wanted to, but, but every part of me wanted to be obedient. And I just, I just thought, Lord, this is what I want. It was, like, it was like this picture of you can't live with platitudes, with these Christian principles. You can't just get puffed up with a bunch of knowledge. If you don't walk what you say, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. What does that mean? Borders, borders of, well, I just don't know that that's what the Lord's saying. Well, that's just not my thing. Well, that's just not the personality that I have. Well, that's just not... Spirit, lead me where my trust does not consider those things. 
And he's given me weight in this testimony to tell you this because I walked it. I didn't just read it out of the word and come here and make it sound like God is. See, this is what he's given me a voice. And he's like, you have to plow this ground. You have to go through these things that are miserable because not only have you asked me for a voice, but I have given you a voice. If you don't walk it out, it's just going to be a bunch of fake stuff. It's not it's not that it's not truth. But it'll be fake in the authenticity of my delivery. So I'm standing up there and so much is swirling around me. And I just was like, God, you are so awesome. How is this happening? Now, again, for me, it was, it was a traumatic victory. For others, it was just a thrill, you know. And then, of course, there's people there that don't even know the Lord. And they're just, you know, they're loving it. And, but it boils down to what does the Lord need you to face today? What does he need you to face no matter how you feel? No matter what you've never done, no matter how outside of your comfort zone, no matter what was even your idea, and you're struggling with a little bit of resentment with the fact that you've got to go along with somebody else's idea, all these things that he even said to me here this morning during worship, he said, you know, SEAL train guys, they're not like skinny wimps when they consider joining and becoming trained to the SEAL team. They're, they're, they're probably pretty strong on their own. They've done a workout. They've had a certain amount of advanced strength before they even consider getting on the SEAL team. And yet, what are they, what are they put through to really go to the next level? They're put through exercises to face their fears. Facing their fears, facing the things that bring them to their absolute limit. I can't even tell you how much I was at my absolute physical limit. I had no control. I had only just trust. And the thing that was weird is the the Lord gave me a song. It was not weird. It was beautiful. And I want to have this song played for you, which is so funny. Casey said it was already on the list to play this morning. Isn't this crazy? It's a song called Obey by Tiffany Hudson. And in the words uh, of the chorus, it says, you know, I, I don't want to obey you just because I have to, but because I love you. And so I'm at the top of the mountain and I'm just saying, Lord, I just love you. I love you, Lord. I love you. I'm here over- overcoming this ridiculous fear that was so overwhelming because I love you. I, I, I don't want to just go through this striving forced obedience for what to check off of what what what's the list it's not even about that it's because when we obey he calls us friends it's it's a beautiful thing and somebody today as you listen to this song i i don't know who i don't i truly don't know who but i i just feel it in my spirit this morning that the lord is calling you to something calling you through something and you're not even able to hear him because you are exercising your free will to just not do it and so he's literally his voice is literally blocked because of honoring your choice and we do have choice that's the beautiful thing he's not a dominatrix he's, he doesn't the do, dominating is a character trait of the enemy not of the Lord, but he will pursue. He will pursue because his love wants the best for us. And when we really give him our yes, even when he puts things on our heart, sometimes he's trying to show us that, yes, I put 
something on your heart. I put this on your heart. I put this desire on your heart. But if you don't let me take that desire and show you timing, show you the place, show you the how, and show you the path, then what I've placed on your heart is still going to be wrong because you're leaning on your own understanding of how to get there. Are you hearing me? When he places something on our hearts, that's not all there is. There's, okay, Lord, you've placed this on my heart. Now show me what that means. Is it for now? Is it for this here or this here? None of the desires of my heart for ministry that were from God were in Nigeria. It had to be taking that thing he put on my heart and then letting him show me. Because Nigeria, I had already said as a teenager, Lord, I'm not going to Africa. You know that story. So I would have discounted an entire path that he had for me simply because of the free will choice I made in my teens. God wants to take us to new heights. And that word last week is no joke. Go back and look at it on God's squad and read it and say, Lord, what parameters, what borders am I putting on where your spirit is leading me? Am I considering my family, rejection, what I can control, what I'm uncomfortable with, my personality, the pain in my body, the turmoil in my family, the broken relationships, the assignment that I think I have to finish with this or that? What borders am I putting on it? Because there should be no borders if we're really, really being led by the spirit. Heavenly Father, I ask you to take this song and drive it deep, the message of it, into our hearts. Oh, because God, you always, 1 Corinthians 2.15, you always lead us into triumph, no matter what we have to face. It's just most of us like to stay in our little comfort zone so that we think we're victorious, when really deep down we're just, I don't want to face that. I'll just make this decision because this is where I'm comfortable. Oh, God, let us be willing to climb to the top of a mountain, to have faith, to move mountains, and to do whatever you tell us to do. And yes, there is a dying to ourself. There is a dying to ourself that is painful, but so beautiful, so beautiful. Because the less there is of me, the more there is of you. And that is what we desire. Sometimes we don't know what we're saying when we say, God, I want more of you, more of you. That automatically implies less of me. So God, as we listen, Holy Spirit, speak to each one individually. Move in this place. For there is a calling, there is a mandate, there is an assignment that is, by the way, embedded in every prophetic utterance that you give. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see what our assignment is, what our next steps are without our own understanding getting in the way. I pray this, and I love you. You're worthy of all of our obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. So just listen and worship to this song.